All right, we're recording. Sweet. Hi, Holly. How are Hi. you? Good. It's so nice to see a familiar face. For, I'll be up virtually. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it would be super cool, um, always, to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, why not now? There's never a good time to do any of the things that we ever really want to do. So I'm just, I'm just jumping mm-hmm. off from here. Um, yeah. Cause you don't have enough other things to do. <laughs> because I haven't been working like crazy and trying to get like schoolwork done and right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And so now's the best time. I have a lot of free time on my hands, but totally. I've got this running notepad of like random things to do and like thoughts that come to my mind and okay. uh, really great. Like, quotes that I might not ever look at ever again, but it kind of keeps me busy. So, um, yeah, you are always one of the first people I thought about ever having, um, a podcast with, um, because I learned about you through a podcast, I think two years ago, maybe I can't even remember the podcast. Um, we've only been on two. Okay. Well, so 50, 50 shot. Um, it was, it was one of the two and, um, it was just awesome. And I'm so glad that I reached out to you through Instagram and yeah, me too. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Um, So I know you and I talked offline about today matters. Um, and I think now is such an important time to maybe better mobilize what today matters means and how we can get people to embrace today matters and and share that so i really would love to to talk about that and and what your thoughts are and and how we can really use a great simple you know phrase today matters during, you know, this pandemic when we're homebound and struggling both personally and professionally and then mm-hmm. bringing your work home. So, yeah, I'd love to hear all of your all of your thoughts on that. Yeah, with all the uh, quite the lead in question, uh, yeah. <laughs> by the way, uh, with all of the rapid change that all of us are experiencing um, in all different facets of life, just life in general, I think today matters really is a just a simple phrase but powerful phrase that can give people a little sense of power and a little sense of control in a time that we have no we feel like we have no control and and truthfully like when it comes to a pandemic situation with a virus how much control do we have sure um so to have a a little mantra um or a statement that can center you bring you to the moment, bring you to your day, bring you to your awareness. And if you can feel empowered enough to be like, yes, today, today does matter. To me, it feels like, what can I control? What matters to me? I'm going to focus my time and attention there because during this particular time, I mean, of course, I know we both know that today matters is very powerful throughout many moments of life, but definitely right now, um, if people can really focus on their priorities and right now I feel like people are getting really 
face to face, right? With what are their priorities? You know, work has changed. Um, family relationships and dynamics are probably have changed and probably are changing as people are spending, you know, family units are spending more time together than they ever have before. Sure. Um, people might have more free time. So, you know, addictions or uh, maladaptive coping behaviors might increase. Right. Um, and we're left with kind of more time with ourselves and less time socially connecting, physically connecting. So again, I think it really is highlighting to people this, this time, this opportunity on their priorities. What truly matters? Like if we're facing mortality or the idea of death right. uh, for ourselves or maybe people that we, we care about, how can we make the most out of today? the most out of this moment. And um, that, that's why I think Today Matters is like very powerful and can be powerful right now. So you mentioned something about family dynamics changing. So it's, what's interesting is it's, it's changing in that some families are more together all the time. Mm-hmm. And then there are other families who might've been a tighter unit that lived live in separate households that are now mm. almost worlds apart and they could be three miles down the road. Um, so there's this really interesting, um, you know, dynamic too of we have all this really great technology, we can connect, um, but there, you're right, that whole physicality and being in someone's um, physical space uh, is lacking now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the, the possibility exists for a lot more people to retreat, um, even though we have seemed to be up until these moments been more relying on technology. We've had our, you know, right. our faces in our phones, we're Netflixing something, we, you know, we're, we're multitasking. I know you and I have um, talked a little bit about uh, multitasking before. Uh, it's not a real thing. Multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> yes, multitasking. Yes. No, I do a lot of things really well. You don't. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> you suck at them all. <laughs> um, and so how do you, how would you leverage, you know, a, a, a message or, or a mission like today matters for, you know, those groups of people who are almost retreating, like they might thrive in that extrovert type social environment. And now it's, you know, a, a, an aspect of it or a channel of it has been taken away. Um, and I think yeah. some people are starting to retreat. For sure. So um, I'm going to answer that question in two parts that really popped to my mind. One is personal, anecdotal. So this has been a really interesting opportunity for me because a year ago today, I was doing this by choice. And by this, I mean withdrawing. I mean isolating. I didn't want to be in public. I didn't want to be seen. Um, I wanted to disappear. and. I was in a very different mental space this time a year ago, which is, you know, as we've discussed really that origins of today matters, um, that dark time in my life. And now I'm for totally different circumstances. I'm kind of pulled back into the same space yeah, with the same parameters, but my mindset's totally different now to be frank. I'm, I'm isolated and I'm physically isolated. I'm, you know, kind of withdrawn as we all are but I don't want to kill myself, but I don't have this heaviness of depression. 
now I can actually think more clearly. Yeah. And I empathize with a lot of people that might be feeling the weight, the heaviness of isolation, of the unknown, of uncertainty, of disconnection. And maybe they've never experienced it with this magnitude before. And it's hard. It can make a you know, mentally healthy person feel disease for sure, uh, because we are connected social beings, uh, biologically. Um, so, you know, I, I think the second part of this, that's the first part that I can totally identify. And I think people are probably grasping and wrestling with a lot of parts of their personality, um, or just life that they haven't experienced before, you know, their, their mental state, their thoughts, their feelings about this time. The second part is a, is a skill that I've learned through my dialectical behavioral therapy practice, um, and that is radical acceptance. Yeah. And this skill is very difficult um, because it sounds like we're, like the goal is to radically accept the moment. And although that is true, it also doesn't mean that you can't also change the next moment. So to radically accept yes, this happened. You know, this happened out of my control. I liked my day-to-day -day life and my relationships as they were now. And now I don't. Now things have changed out of my control. Being factual, you know, knowing what the facts are. Also knowing how you're here now is right now, but also that it's going to change. Realistically, I'm not an MD. I'm not a scientist in this space. But from everything that I've read, how our day-to-day -day life as it is now will change. So that's radically Absolutely. accepting that ag yes. acknowledgement. Um, it's also knowing that however you're coping now, you're doing the best you can, and you can also probably cope better. So if you're finding yourself withdrawing because you're an, an extroverted person naturally, or maybe your, your daily task, your jobs before COVID-19, um, allowed you the pleasure to interact with a lot of people, um, cope as best as you can now. I believe that people, everyone is doing the best they can in the moment, but also acknowledge that you can do better. So, you know, you might need to take it upon yourself to schedule a Zoom call, yeah. um, reach out to a friend, you know, make a, the phone, <laughs> make a phone call. Um, it doesn't always have to be like using the extent, the full extent of technology. Sure. And if you reach out to somebody and they don't answer, call someone else and then call someone else. It doesn't matter if you haven't talked to them in a long time. Um, but choosing to radically accept, I think it's, it's freeing because again, that's allowing you to empower yourself in a moment that feels like you have no control. And I, I think that radical acceptance, although it's, like I said, I truly believe that it's difficult, is um, a superpower. I really do. So I, I just, I want to, I like how you said that um, everyone's doing their best. And I've, you know, said this, I, I've, I read about it. Um, I, I've said it before. It's something that I need to remind myself of um, because, you know, depending on what situation I'm in, I might mm -hmm. think, well, yeah, I'm doing my best. But I know Susie Q next to me, her work sucks. She's not doing her best, but, mm -hmm. but for her, she is doing her best. Um, right. So I had a, a really great FaceTime um, therapy session last night, yeah. uh, which was really awesome. And I was, I was talking to my therapist about this and um, she, 
she said, let me tell you how I, I explain or, or I, um, you know, digest doing their best. Everybody's dealt a different hand. It's really how you work the cards. Um, and I thought that was super cool. So, you mm-hmm. know, I could have, you know, on the surface, uh, a seemingly crummy hand, but I might be savvy enough to, to use my resources in this situation to, to have those, you know, coping mechanisms and, and those healthy outlets that I might win, you know, the game altogether. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's, you know, really important. And there's, I think that something as simple as pick up the phone and call um, sometimes doesn't seem so simple when, when you're in those types of moments. So yeah, I can certainly see um, both sides of that. Yeah. And I get that that's hard, right? Like, it's yeah, like, we'll pick up the phone and call someone, but <clears throat> the amount of fear and anxiety and emotions that prevent you from engaging in that behavior, from physically picking up the phone and calling somebody, that's where I think the radical acceptance can really be handy because it's a, it's a moment of, of clarity, of, of awareness, be like, hey, you know, I'm coping the best I can, but I need to cope better. I want to cope better. This is how I'm going to do it. It's yeah. not going to be easy. It's not, it's not supposed to be, um, especially in this time. I mean, frankly, all of this is uncomfortable. But that's, that's a part of the process. And the more often we confront that discomfort, the more we learn what works for us, what coping mechanisms work best for us, what are the skills or behaviors that we need to engage in so that we can, you know, still have a meaningful life, still feel the way we want to feel um, and move, move forward like, you know, life before. Yeah. So, um, I have so many things to to comment on and, and ask, but um, I I know I posted something um, a while ago that that this is this is what we've been training for, mm-hmm. and um, it seems to um, have been a, a weird comment I think for some people <laughs> to see coming yeah. from me, um, but mm-hmm. I know as um, I think recent as maybe today or yesterday, Des Linden tweeted something <sighs> regarding well, what are you training for? I'm training for life. And mm-hmm. um, it can't be any more appropriate um, than, it is, than it is today in these um, situations. So I, I feel like maybe I'm just biased that endurance- I just athlete, had a Des Linden fangirl reaction. Oh, I, like, I love oh. her, right? I think she's um, a super person. Mm-hmm. Um, she really is. And I feel that um, if, if you're you know, an endurance athlete or you have- been able to push yourself physically and or you have overcome some serious mental hurdles regardless of your situation, um, you're going to get something like that. You're going to understand it. It's, it's easily mm-hmm. digestible for you. Um, so how do you think um, that your endurance training has prepared you for this type of of situation. I think it's that, that 10% of super hard. Um, but that's where the breakthrough is. Like how, how are you uh, applying that, um, to, to the current situation? Mm -hmm. Good question. The one thing that's been the most helpful for me recently, and this is literally something I tell myself, um, I'm often a motivated person. 
I don't often need to will myself to do things. Um, for example, you know, let's make it and put it in terms that anybody can identify with taking a shower, sure. writing emails, showing up for work, um, getting some physical exercise in, getting outside of the house. Um, I often don't need to force myself to do those things. You know, you can call it motivation, but that that's just something I do as part of my day. Lately, um, with all of the the magnitude and the frequency of uncomfortable emotions that I've been feeling that we've been feeling collectively. Um, I've re returned back to a mantra of discipline over motivation. Um, when I reflect back with a clear mind on what I need to do, behaviors that I need to take in order to feel how I want to feel in the moment for the day, um, for me right now, that's discipline over motivation. I don't feel like I want to do anything, but I need to. For sure. And um, that has been really helpful. And it's not like I'm nailing this out of the park. And like, <laughs> I tell myself that when I wake up, like this is something that I need <clears throat> to tell myself multiple times throughout the day. And, and last week, um, I wasn't doing this effectively. And I also wasn't feeling the way that I wanted to feel. Um, this week, um, I'm doing better. Uh, and that's meaningful for me. So discipline over motivation for sure. I'm definitely doing better. That's for sure. Today was a much Good. better day than yesterday. Um, yeah. Good. I had, um, you know, we're at, at work, we're completely, you know, disconnected physically and um, we're relying heavily on, um, you know, all, all the, you know, technologies to, to stay connected. And I feel a little, um, I feel like I have a barrier, or I should say a barrier I broke through. Yes, thank you, cheers. <laughs> I don't feel as, um, you know, held back or, you know, awkward in asking somebody that I might not have been an acquaintance with. They were just rather a peer. So mm -hmm. how are you really? Um, you know, so I was, I, I, you know, did that through, you know, an instant message chat with uh, one of my peers. And I know he's a runner and I said, have you been able to get out for some runs? He's like, I haven't gone running in over two weeks. Mm -hmm. He said, how about you? And I said, well, I run a daily mile. I'm over, you know, 450 days. I think, um, I am still keeping up with my daily mile. Yesterday I rode my bike for 10 miles, not a big deal, but I've been making awesome. conscious efforts to I walk my dog every morning for, you know, a mile and a half and I make sure I step away, even if I can hop on my bike for a half an hour. Um, mm -hmm. I just need to keep moving. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know what your, you know, race future looks like, but I had one marathon canceled. Another one I'm sure is right around the corner. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really fine with it. Um, mm -hmm. It, there's a little bit of, you know, sadness that um, not only is the event not happening, but the training that I wanted to continue at the pace that I was training at is, has kind of gone by the wayside just by the sure. nature of, you know, everything. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm, I, I too have, you know, a, a very fiery internal motivation um, to just keep moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think um, <clears throat> regarding, you know, like healthy behaviors, um, exercise, I believe that movement is medicine 100%. Um, I think that physical health is a part of mental health. Um, they are so totally intertwined. Yeah. Um, 
and I don't have data that I can extrapolate to show that clearly, but of course people kind of understand this intuitively. And, um, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of interesting results, shall I say, in August, September, October, perhaps yeah. timeframe about how people managed their relationship with movement during this time. Um, just as it is a discipline to get out of bed, have some structure, walk your dog, do your daily mile, you know, because I know we've had conversations. You don't always want to do those things, but you do do those things Correct. Um, out of respect to yourself and, and the discipline. Um, but if people don't have the discipline right now to uh, athletes specifically to take some time, lose some fitness, let it go. Um, they are going to peter out, burn out, injure themselves when the races actually do start coming back. Sure. And then it's a double whammy. Yeah. And they point. may not see it now um, because it's a almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. It feels good to be fit. It feels good to, to go fast. People like, you know, working hard. Um, although I don't, I don't like saying that because I don't know like what like run hard means like run fast. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, and you know, it's, it's really uncomfortable to make changes, um, and training our relationship with training, our relationship with goals, with races, um, as athletes, this is how a form of self-expression, a sense of community. Sure. And, uh, it's a part of the, the process. It's a part of the sacrifice. And if people just, you know, use this as a time to train incessantly and, and bury themselves in the ground because they, they don't understand that it's a coping mechanism that can have negative impacts, yeah. then they are going to be paying for it twofold. Right. Um, and, and, you know, and I would just hate to see that for anybody. Um, for me personally, uh, you know, in a way I've been here before, again, like I was last year, uh, I wasn't in a place to physically compete. Um, I needed to fall back in love with what my body could do for me. Um, and how sport again, is that unconditional love? It, it lets me, it, yes. As that tool yes. to let me see what my body is capable of. And when I was going through so much hard work and feeling so uncomfortable to have like even a minute or five minutes, of something that made me feel good and strong um, was really enough to carry me through to the next day. And that's why I think movement is such medicine because those 60 minutes can literally carry you for another 20 hours. Like yes, exactly. what else does that? Um, so there's a power in that for sure. Um, and you know, this time might be a blessing for a lot of people that now they have more time to actually get outside and, and feel their body do what our bodies are designed to do, which yeah. is to move. Yeah. Um, and I hope that happens. Um, I know that we've all seen, a, a, you know, explosion of fitness challenges. Um, if I see another dry land swim video, <laughs> scream. So the first one was funny. Now I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Right. Yeah. Like I, I know triathletes in this context are supposed to like try to find a way to keep the fitness up, but you know what? You're probably going to lose fitness Oh, absolutely. and a whole bunch of other people. And I just w really wish that somebody was more kind of gentle and we're like, Hey, you know what? If you want to go throw some weights around to get your aggression out, 
that's cool. And if you also want to sit on the couch and do nothing, that is also okay. Yeah. Um, and I wish that more of like the elite athletes, professional athletes could kind of at least give a little snapshot into that. Like we are not robots, right? We are human beings and it's okay to have feelings in a very unique, different time. And we can all cope the best that we can. And that can look very different. Um, And I just think that um, people posting, you know, oh, you can do this fitness challenges, X, Y, Z, that's all fine and well, but to some audiences, they can take it, it can be a detriment, right? right? So like know how to filter your content if it's making you feel more shitty. If you're sitting on a couch being like, oh, I should be doing this. They're doing that. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Um, what we, what the DBT practice likes to call shooting all over yourself, uh, yeah. um, then, then, then stop it. Like have enough awareness to know it's not beneficial and try to put some space between it. Because um, again, like there's, there's no need for us to be even harder on ourselves during this time. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I know that from a, a sports psychology um, standpoint, uh, there, I'm I'm on a list serve that is just has just exploded with mm. um, all of these um, you know questions and and suggestions and articles and what do you think about this? Um, because virtually you know so many um, sports seasons have been canceled and um everything from you know elementary like adolescent type sports to um you know professional level um seasons are 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 kind of donezo and Mm -hmm. what type of you know mental health impact that really has through those respective um sports and and communities and you know if you look at you know individuals you know, those who are looking to, you know, a senior level, you know, athlete looking to get into a college on a scholarship. Well, I mm-hmm. have no season to play now. How can I prove myself? Um, so there's, you know, those types of conversations. Um, from a professional perspective, the Olympics have now been postponed, which is a BFD. Um, yes. <laughs> like I, I kind of thought it was coming, but I, um, I, I still was just flabbergasted when, um, I, I saw that post and, um, how, how does that impact, you know, it, from your perspective, a, a professional athlete knowing at least one day I'm going to compete on the world stage but it's actually going to be postponed until the next year. So you have a little extra time to either get your shit together, um, fine tune your craft, or you have a little bit more, you know, leeway. Like what do you think that does from a a motivation um, standpoint? I mean, I I see it as a loss. Like I I truly think that there may be, it's it's totally reasonable, not that it should happen, but like a grieving process. Sure. Yeah. To like be, be angry. Like that is a lost opportunity. It's not a missed opportunity. It's going to happen in the future, but like any sporting event, especially the Olympics, uh, because it happens only once every four years. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, those level of athletes are all in, uh, which I totally, uh, respect. Um, and the one thing that I think after the grieving has occurred 
um, which again, I think is, is healthy, but needs to be kind of controlled is, um, you know, nothing is predictable. We don't know the future. So even if you were a high school track athlete and you had a very important, um, you know, quad A meet coming up that could really hinge your future, um, you don't know how you're going to perform. You don't know who else is going to show up. You don't know if something could happen on the course. You don't know what the weather's going to be like that day. All the Um, uncontrollables. All the uncontrollables that are so easy to forget. Yeah. Um, when we think about how we want to perform in the future. Um, and again, with the Olympics, again, I'm not, you know, making them identical because they're not the Olympics. Again, it occurs once every four years, but, but still, you know, in those races at that level on that stage, you still have so many variables that you can't control. So again, I think it kind of can give an athlete a sense of empowerment, bring that power, that sense of control back to them. If they recognize that all they have is themselves and what can they do to keep moving forward, um, making progress? Does that mean stepping back now? Um, or maybe having like an off season 2.0 or resting, um, grieving that you're going to lose that fitness, but understanding why Sure. I think is really important. Um, a lot of athletes, especially elite athletes, I think are very intellectual, very cerebral. Um, so I think if anybody has a coach, if they understand their plan, if they understand the why, the reasoning behind it, I think they're going to feel a little bit more settled at least. And I think that might be the best case scenario moving forward. Yeah, no, I, I, that makes sense. And I can appreciate it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, mental tools of the trade, uh, if you will, that they can, you know, certainly tap into. I know, you know, at, at the elite level, they, um, you know, they're, if they're not already practicing it, they've, you know, got a coach who's going to help um, kind of enforce that, or I should say suggest it and, and help fine tune it. Like mm-hmm. using imagery is, you know, such a, a powerful tool that, mm-hmm. you know, you can carry with you wherever you go. Um, yep. You know, no equipment necessary. It's just right upstairs. Um, I think, and, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful too, that, you know, all the, the, positivity that I've been able to see in, um, you know, sports psychology and and that level of, you know, between the ears performance, we can um, actually bring to our younger athletes um, to help get them through this, um, Mm -hmm. looking towards the future. And then those are really great tools that they can just, you know, translate to the rest of their lives. Yeah. I mean, if athletes realize, and, and frankly, everybody, if they realize that this is an opportunity, like we're in an opportunity, when we encounter very difficult, painful experiences, we can learn from them. We can grow from them. Um, and, you know, we respond to them in different ways. But I, I truly think that it, it makes, it does make us stronger. I mean, especially when it comes to performance, you know, at a certain level, it's a lot mental. You know, your mental game has a lot to do with your performance, or at least how you're going to relate to your performance, sure. yeah. um, which is just as important. And, uh, you know, this is the great, perfect time to really get your mind right. And if it's not right, um, it's the perfect time to, to practice, to learn some skills, reach out for help, because um, I, like this is never going to go away, right? Yeah. Like our bodies will change. We might get injured. I hope not, you know, People, you're going to get older. That is a fact we can all accept. 
Um, but this upstairs, the, the more we fine tune this and make this as strong as possible, um, this will, will uh, stick around for quite a while, hopefully. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. So um, what, is your, what is your hopeful dream or vision for Today Matters and, and these cards? Tell me about the cards. I mean, I know um, about the cards, but. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you do. I love the um, cards. I love thank them. you. I do too. <laughs> um, you know, I really, I am not a marketing genius. Um, I, I really have always felt as though I'm an idea generator. Uh, that only gets you so far. I understand my limitations and shortcomings. Um, I would really like to see the cards um, socially through social media um, now even more than ever. Um, you know, I'm only one person in McCungy, Pennsylvania. You're here right with me. Sure. Um, so I'd really like to try to get somebody with a larger audience and a larger lens to help share the movement, share the cards. Um, that's kind of the closest thing in my mind. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's, it's engaging in these conversations with people. If you really stop and ask somebody like, what does it mean when you hear today matters? I think it's such an interesting and awesome, uh, conversation starter and really gives you a insight into how that person is, uh, maybe what they've been through. And yes, <laughs> so, um, thank you. So yeah. I'll, ask, I'll ask you, but, but first I want to, I want to answer my own question. So, yes. um, you know, the, the question that I'm, I'm asking is, you know, what is the one so far compelling story that you've had regarding the cards? Um, I will say that, um, I had a friend reach out to me, um, whom I hadn't, spoken with in a number of years. Um, she saw the card on social media. She reached out, she wanted her car, uh, you know, her, her set of five. And, um, she texted me and said, I, I need someone to talk to. Um, so I, I called her right away and we were on the phone for about an hour or so. And she was just so fearful to call anybody. And, um, I, we wound up, you know, kind of, you know, rekindling and I was able to kind of help direct her to a couple different, you know, really helpful resources. Um, so I've been checking in with her every now and again, but, but virtually every person that reaches out to me and says, I would like some cards. Um, one of their, you know, follow-up statements is this was something I really needed to hear today. And mm -hmm. that to me, was just, um, it, it made it all worth it. Yeah, I love that. So, what was yours? Uh, I'm not. Good. I have another question for you. Um, yeah, okay. So I want to hear. I want to hear what you have. Where your mind is going with the Today Matters movement? Um, yeah. But I'll answer your question first. Okay. So, gosh, um, I've had two kind of what I would call like group presentation opportunities. <laughs> yes. Um, but one was, gosh, um, it's like it's really hard to pick. My friend. Um, helped me celebrate my birthday and he's a good buddy of mine and we ride bikes together and um he's somebody that I clicked with instantly I feel like he's a brother and um I was able to confide in him when I was really really down and he helped me and uh so he got 
this card, uh, this card, this cake with today matters on it from my birthday. And I I was like, Oh, that's that's so great. And, uh, that he had a gathering of probably about 20 people over at his house. And, um, his wife said, would I like to say something? And I was like, sure. So kind of like off the cuff. Right. And I just said, Hey, you know, I, these cars today matters was really born from my rock bottom. When a year ago from today, I was standing on a railroad track and I didn't want to be here anymore. And I had to make a change. And through that process and healing my trauma and my past, I was able to learn that today does matter and how sometimes just those two words can be enough to keep you here um, can change somebody's moment, somebody's day. Uh, and that it can mean so many different things to so many different people and along those lines. And, um, like I said, it's powerful when you can feel people listening to you yes. too. Yeah. And, um, it's special. I would say it's, that's really, it's quite an honor, um, when you are compelling attention from others. Um, and, you know, put, showed the cards, said, here's a box, grab some. and one by one people came up to me and they were like, I was really low, you know, a couple years ago, shared a personal story. My son's been really struggling. I need to share these with him. Thank you so much. Tears in their eyes. Uh, I work with students. This is a crisis. Um, Please. Can I take a lot to give out to my students? Um, But the, the beauty of it is that I can put myself on a stage of vulnerability and I am met with equal openness and vulnerability from others. So in my experience, sharing these cards have created such an amazing bridge for connection, for identification, for not feeling alone. Um, Sometimes it feels really good. Even if you're healed from a traumatic past, sometimes it feels really good just to share it. Just so that you know somebody (laughs) knows you more not because you're struggling or any other reason that you want the people around you to know you more. Yeah. Uh, And sometimes those conversations are really hard because they're difficult topics. We have a lot of shame and resentment and guilt around, um, you know, (laughs) bad feelings, right? Um, Bad decisions, whatever they may be. And, uh, that has been probably the the most rewarding thing for me is that it's created um, such an easy, powerful, quick connection with others. And that I really cherish. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I love how you say vulnerability. That That's my word for 2020. Um, <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I, I swear I have like Brene Brown in my back pocket. Um, <laughs> I love her. Um, so yeah, so for me, I, I can, you know, relate to a lot of those stories and um, I, people have, whether it, it's on the phone or have come up to me, there are like those genuine, like tears of, of vulnerability and hurt and pain, but also like there is, there's hope in those eyes mm-hmm. that um, somebody gets me and, or I'm not alone and, or my God, these two words with that hard period at the end of the S, holy cow, like there, it's, it's just this um, a really great combination of, I, I guess, hope really, 
Totally. Um, yeah. And I agree with the, the storytelling. Um, that, I mean, this is my year. It's coming out. I'm not sure when. It's on the tip of my tongue. But, you know, for me, I want people to know that um, there there's always another way. Um, there's never a dead end. It, 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 it can look that way. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, but, but I'm telling you because I'm here, because you're here, um, there is, there is a way through that. Um, mm-hmm. You just sometimes need to, you need to work the deck a little bit. Um, totally. <laughs> there, there are people that can help you do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, um, I think the, I would love to see um, just today matters everywhere and, and everywhere to me is all in the right hands. And I think that they're landing in those hands, like seeing the Instagram posts and hearing people and somebody texting me on the side, like it's getting there. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's, um, it's pretty cool. And um, yeah, we just need to figure out that whole big, big push. I think it's, um, it, it is powerful. I agree. Yeah. And I think it'll happen. Yeah. Um, I think I'm a, little, I'm a little antsy, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, me too. Um, and I, I'm just, again, like I've mentioned to you, like I want that maybe TM on the back. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it, this is good. And I think that this is a great opportunity, uh, the Today Matters cards, for you to um, work that vulnerable stage a little bit. Yeah. Lean it as Bernie Brown would say, lean into that vulnerability. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm ready to rumble too. Like, yeah. Brene wants me to get all suited up to, to rumble. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to be, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think that, um, you know, it's maybe not as hard or as difficult as maybe it may seem. I think that from my own experience with the today matters cards, like it's amazing what you can get from just asking. Um, I've kind of always, I have a habit of putting other people on a pedestal for no good reason. Yeah. And, um, not always for no good reason, but having that pedestal create that space between me and the pedestal be fear and not feeling like my voice is good enough or meaningful enough, um, or powerful enough. Um, and that I'm just adding noise, but I'm trying to, um, make that shut the fuck up and (laughs) move, you know, just move towards things, uh, you know, through a healing practice, you get to be okay with fear and fear pops up all the time. Um, and that's okay. Fear can be there and you can still move forward. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a really great opportunity for us both. Yeah. Cause this is us. Yeah. It really is. I, it's, it's really special. Yes. Fucking A. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, my, my therapist actually said that he goes out every couple of days and, and puts out, um, or whenever he thinks about it, goes out and puts a stack of cards at um, the front desk. He says they're always gone. Yeah. And that him and his staff got a note written on the back thanking the entire staff for their practice. Oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I guess I'll, um, I'll put a, a, a plug out there. So um, I've had this, you know, thought in my mind of like, oh, you know what, I should really send 
cards to, you know, X people. And, you know, one of the, um, one of the women that I thought of was, was Lauren Fleshman. And mm -hmm. I, um, I had an opportunity to take like, um, you know, one of her classes at like, um, like I was out camp and, um, it was just a super great experience. I think she's yeah. a wonderful person. I think she does a lot of great things for, um, women and girls in sport. And she has a, she a phenomenal, um, voice and has mm -hmm. a really great platform. Yeah, she um, does. And I thought, well, um, also fuck it. I'm going to, I wrote this like really <laughs> nice, um, letter and I threw like, I don't know, however many cards in there. Um, you know, just, just saying, I think that this is yes! really awesome. <laughs> if you, um, take the opportunity to, um, you know, hand them out to your, you know, your, to Jesse, hand them out to, you know, your staff. Um, if you can post them in the community, I feel like now is, is you know as more important of a time than ever to get the cards out get the word out let people know that they that they matter that their time you know matters and that you know they're they're important mm -hmm. so yeah gosh if there's some way we could get get some enhanced for medical workers right now oh my god i know i don't know how that would happen like, can you mail a package to like, how does that work? You can't like, right now is not the time to like walk in, right? And be like, no, hey, not at all. No, not at all. These are like, um, this is a memento or a token of appreciate. I don't know how that would work. I, um, I'm going to see what I can do. I mean, I might know some people in a hospital network. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Winky, winky. Yeah. So no, that that's actually a really great, um, that's a really great point. So yeah, I, uh, I have some friends. I'll, I'll figure that one out. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I don't have like, um, you know, uh, I think I open by saying, yeah, I mean, just, let's just do stuff. And I've got all these really great ideas. Um, not a lot of time to plan, but I have all the time in the world. Um, mm -hmm. I don't have a really good, like closer question. What's a good closer question? Um, what is the most, I don't know. Um, gosh, if you could think of one lesson that you learned that really helped shape who you are. I love that. Okay. That's a hard question. Okay. So you just asked yourself that question. I keep coming back to hard work and self-love and maybe that's because self-love for me is hard work, but, um, yeah, just learning over time that you have to stand up for yourself. You have to love yourself and you got to work hard. I think those, if you have a good grasp on those and hashtag don't be an asshole. Uh, but if you can love yourself and work really hard, I think it's going to be okay. I love hard work. Mm -hmm. I like getting dirty. Mm -hmm. Yep. That, that, so that's where the magic happens. Um, totally. Yeah. And you, I mean, without struggle, there's no progress. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And this is the time. Mm-hmm.
Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This was so fun. Yeah. I hope that's, that got you what you wanted. It, yeah, but it did. But I, I really wanted to talk to you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Two birds. I that too. Yeah. So what is uh, the name? So I, great question. Um, so I thought it would be really cool to say um, that, so I thought it was pretty funny how um, everyone was freaking out about all of the races being canceled and, oh my God, my life is over and, you know, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. So um, I thought that the title could be The Swim is Canceled um, with the, you know, tagline of how to remain engaged in times of adversity. I don't know if I like the word engaged, but. Um, keep, like, keep your head, how to um, brainstorming session. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. How to not be an asshole in times of adversity. <laughs> how to, I, I almost want to say something like how to maintain momentum. Yeah. Or like how to move towards your goals. Yeah. In times of uncertainty. Yeah. Um, I've always, you know, so I've always said um, to, to my athletes, I've said, I will help you find the thickness in the silver lining. Um, so I don't know if I say something like, you know, finding the, you know, thickness in the, the silver lining, I'm not really sure. So, um, but yeah, I'll figure it out. How are you? Yeah. Doing? Like maybe like the swim is canceled. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm thinking on that. So here's here's what's really awesome. What's awesome is I can do what I want and then change it. Yep, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So how are you? I'm good. This week is better. I know. And it's Tuesday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I mean, I have a lot of like fear and apprehension 